This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Never done that before. Bet that gave you a little shock. This is your first time listening to the podcast. You would have been like, what the heck? What the bloody hell have I bloody tuned into here? It doesn't start like that every week, but I just thought I'd give everyone a shock. To 20th Century Boy. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Really O Depressed. I'm not really. And this is the inside of my mind. Life. Man, life really just sucks at the moment. Life actually, like, Melbourne has had cumulatively the longest lockdown in the world. Um, which, and it's just like, I just feel like Groundhog Day. Sorry, guys, I'm not saying anything revolutionary right now. This is, imagine if this was the first time you've listened to my podcast. I started the podcast by yelling at you and talking about how I'm depressed you may as well stop listening. Like, you really might as well stop listening. No, please keep listening. It's a good pod, I swear. Take it from me. I wrote it. <laughs> um, Yeah, everything's really static. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's unhappy. Life is just trash. Like, at the moment, it's so boring. Nothing to look forward to. And, well, I guess there is something to look forward to, but, but who knows? If you're from Melbourne, say hell yeah. Hell yeah. If you're not from Melbourne, say hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's a bit weird at the moment. Um, of course, my name is Radio Mike, a young writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia, trying to make his way through the rough and tumble of living life. Sometimes it's easier than other times at the moment. It's getting difficult and it sucks, but it is what it is. We can't really do anything about the situation we find ourselves in. So hoping everyone's feeling okay at the moment. And sorry for yelling. Sorry for yelling at you before. I, 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 it got out of hand. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I want to do a quick plug for the, uh, for the Patreon, patreon.com slash radio mic. Two bonus podcasts now. If you like me, you can get two bonus podcasts, one week on, one week off. As in like, there's two podcasts, the Mike's podcast, where I catch up with intern Mike, editor Mike, and Siggy Mike, the old characters from this show. Um, that's every, say, like, that's every odd week. And then every even week, it's Pat and Mike, where me and Pat, the producer and editor for this show, um, get together and just chat about, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and what we've been doing. As little as a dollar a month, uh, you get access to that. Thank you to all the new Patreons. I should read their names out on this. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to those two bonus podcasts. So one every week now, which is awesome. Um, new Patreons, Ashlyn Spinden... Welcome to the Patreon family, John Hannigan, Mr. Green Tex, uh, Patrick DeGilio, DeGilio, 1001 Songs That Make You Want to Die, which was a podcast I guessed it on, and four, four Sounds. All of you, welcome to the Patreon family. Little as a dollar a month or more if you've got it, whatever you can afford. It really helps me out. Currently, the podcasts run at a loss um, and... All the money just goes to covering the costs of the podcast. So there's a little incentive to sign up. I also put up, this episode is a day late. I also put up, instead of the podcast yesterday, I put up a 
a sample of the mics. So if you want to test it out, that's a freebie for you. And from now on, those will, if, if you like it, go on the Patreon, you'll get those every fortnight and another podcast on every other week. So patreon.com slash radio mic, paypal.me slash it's radio mic. If you want to give $12 for a year subscription, say, and you don't want to sign up to Patreon, feel free to do that. And I'll send you all the files to the Patreon episodes. Um, $12, <clears throat> sorry, $12 a year is like buying me three coffees a year. So if you would like go out and hang out with me for coffee three times a year, consider donating to the Patreon. That would be cool. Like consider this podcast, me and you on a coffee date, right? Me and you on a coffee date, I'm telling you stories and it's probably a bad date because I'm not letting you talk. I'm just talking at you. There's no give and take. It's just me talking. You wouldn't go on a second date with me, but you know, just, just imagine. Um, of course, radiomike.com.au for uh, any merch you want to buy and to check out all of my content and my YouTube channel as well. Apologies for the late episode. I've been really busy this week, so it's going to be out on Wednesday. I might move the day of the podcast back to Wednesday or Thursday, but um, for the time being, it's going to stay where it is. Trivia question of the week. We start every show with a fun little trivia question. Last week's trivia question was... Cell, Freezer, and Piccolo are all notable villains in which franchise? Uh, you can answer the trivia question of the week at one 800 The winner gets a free grilled merch pack at the end of the year. So whoever has the most points. So call up every week. Try and win that free grilled merch pack. Um, the correct answer this week, I, I can't remember your name, but welcome to the radio family. Uh, it came in from this person. Hey, Mike, it's Radio Kian here. Kian. Just here to answer the quiz. I'm pretty sure the answer for the latest one is Dragon Ball. Anyway, I love you. Bye. Love you too, Kian. Thank you for using the preferred sign-off of the podcast. It is, in fact, Dragon Ball. Cell is the big green dude from Dragon Ball. Well, Piccolo is also a green dude, and then Frieza is... I don't... If anyone's watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or whichever Dragon Ball series... Freezer's name is Freezer and his dad's name is King Cold and I think he has a brother called Cooler but I don't think they have ice powers. Am I wrong? Like I don't think Freezer's powers are ice but all of their names are to do with ice and coldness. Anyway, whatever. Um, like you'd think if your dad's name was King Cold you'd have some kind. Anyway, it's not important. This week's trivia question, a little bit different in a similar territory though. And this might be a, a tougher one. I don't know um, if anyone's going to get this. So let's just see how we go. <clears throat> Here we go. The popular children's toy, Tamagotchi, originates from the Japanese word uochi, which means watch, and the Japanese word Tamago, which means what? That's the question. What does the Japanese word tamago from Tamagotchi actually mean? You can't Google it. It is an honesty system. Just send in your best guess. 1-800-438-353 is the podcast hotline. It's getting harder and harder to come up with content for the show again because nothing's happening. I'm not doing anything in life. Every day is exactly the same. Um, I have a few listener messages that I want to read out. Last week, uh, I told the story of the American kid on my school camp who uh, said, oh my God, you got a second Yahtzee. And I've never forgotten it. Uh, Radio Beth. 
Welcome to the radio family. She says, I played Yahtzee last weekend. It's a staple at games night with one of my groups of friends and I would be excited to get a double Yahtzee. Still have no idea what a Yahtzee is. Beth, perhaps you can write in and explain the rules to Yahtzee because I don't know how they work. Of course, one alarm bell that is ringing is we are coming up to Christmas. Not really. We're over two months away from it. But some people insist on starting Christmas planning now, which if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you know I hate. I think that is a despicable, despicable action. Christmas does not begin until at least December 15th. December 15th is when you can start thinking about Christmas. Right now I feel bad because I'm technically thinking about Christmas. Um, I did do a rant about this last year in November and Radio Alex Guy reminded me of a quote from it. Uh, he said, I still love that Christmas rant from last year where I, where I apparently I said, if every day is Christmas, no day will be which I believe was me referencing the scene in The Incredibles where Syndrome, the villain, says, when everyone is super, no one will be. Which is true. If every if every day we celebrate Christmas, then Christmas Day becomes less important and less special. Right? If every day is Christmas, no day will be Christmas. Radio Christina with a K, long-time listener of the show and a vehement uh, opponent of my Christmas thoughts. She loves Christmas. She was posting pictures in the Discord, which by the way, you can get into if you want to be in the Discord and chat with other people who listen to this show about movies. There's heaps of different channels, movies, games, music, um, socks. There's a socks channel where people post pictures of their socks. I've never participated in that. I don't understand who started that, but there is a channel that someone made called socks and it's full of pictures of people's socks, which is kind of concerning. And then just general discussion and discussion about this podcast and other stuff I do. Just message me. I'll give you a link to the Discord. Um, Christina with a K though said in the Discord, sorry, Mike, but if I was to enforce a ban every time I thought about Christmas, I did say if you think about Christmas, you have to do an honesty system self-imposed ban from the podcast. Um, I would never listen to the podcast again. So she's thinking about Christmas so much that she would never be able to listen, but she says she'd rather still listen. So... Fair enough. She says, since you're a Christmas Grinch, what are your thoughts on Halloween? This is a good question. So when I was a kid and I grew up in like suburban Melbourne, so I grew up in a suburb called Kew, which is pretty inner city. It's a pretty like affluent suburb. Like, no, well, yeah, it's a pretty affluent suburb. Not that like we, not that I would describe my family necessarily as affluent, but, um, pretty like well-off suburb. Um, and basically when I was a kid, one, my mum hated the idea of Halloween. So she didn't like, um, trick or treating. She thought it was weird. And when I was young, like in the early two thousands, like Halloween hadn't yet permeated. I don't even know if that's the right word to use. It hadn't penetrated perhaps, um, Australian culture. Like Trick-or-treating was a thing, but it wasn't really what it is now. Like, now it seems like Halloween is, like, a commonly accepted practice in Australia. Like, kids do it. Whereas in um, in the early 2000s when I was, like, you know, 10 years old, we wanted to go trick-or-treating and some of our neighbours would go trick-or-treating, but, like, we weren't allowed to. And it what you didn't see many people doing it either. Um, I guess, like, you, we used, you used to see it in... in 
TV shows, like, you know, The Simpsons, great example. Like, heaps of TV shows did Halloween episodes, and it was just, like, it wasn't that relatable because, like, we didn't really have Halloween. Um, Sort of the same as Christmas, ironically. Like, all Hall- all Christmas specials in American TV shows are, like, white Christmases, like, snowy Christmases. Whereas, um, in case you don't know this, there are a lot of international listeners of this podcast. Australia in Christmas is peak summer. So it's usually, like very warm we have warm christmases like we're outside in the backyard like and chilling outside and wearing shorts and t-shirts and stuff so yeah christmas is a very casual summer event here in australia whereas in on tv it was always a wintry snow fireplace kind of thing and i loved at school they always used to try and come up with like different versions of like santa claus gets changed out of his big like parker when he comes to Australia because he, he'll be too hot. Anyway, Halloween though, I really like Halloween, like Halloween parties, dressing up. Um, I don't think we're going to get a Halloween kind of thing here this year, but I'd love to do just because of lockdown. But yeah, I really like Halloween. I think it's really enjoyable. I think it's a really fun holiday. I really like horror movies. So like being scared and stuff is like fun for me. Treehouse of Horror, Simpsons episodes, I've always really loved them. Um, usually on Halloween, I I watch a bunch of the Treehouse of Horror movies. And on Christmas, I watch all the Simpsons Christmas episodes. Um, that's like a comfort thing for me. But yeah, Halloween, I really like. And I've never, I've actually never been trick or treating because when, it, like I said, when it was a kid, when I was a kid, at least in Melbourne where I lived, it wasn't really a thing. Um, but yeah, so those are my thoughts on Halloween. I also loved the movie, <laughs> ironically, again, I love the movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is the, um, which is a Tim Burton Disney film, um, with Jack Skellington, uh, that's about Halloween town where they celebrate Halloween every day. Again, if you celebrate Halloween every day, if every day is Halloween, no day is Halloween. So that town would be fucked, but that's a good movie and you should watch it. Um, Overall, though, I've felt it might be a shorter episode just because of time constraints here, but I've felt so exhausted recently. And at first I thought it was because of Squid Game, the TV series, because that was just so intense and stressful and like, you know, took it out of me. But then I also realized it was we, we moved into daylight savings. So we lost an hour. And I'm wondering if I was kind of like jet lagged into daylight savings for a week because I was like sleeping so late. But then I was like, no, but this is kind of the time you would wake up normally. But now that it's daylight savings, um, it looks a lot later than it is. And then I, yeah. So I've adjusted to that now and I think I'm doing okay. But yeah, I thought that Squid Game had just ruined me. Maybe that contributed a little bit, but yeah. Generally, just extremely excited to... Well, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm excited to get out of lockdown. A lot of people are saying they're socially anxious to get out of lockdown and to like get back into the real world because what is the real world now? But yeah, I'd be interested to know people's thoughts in how you're coping coming out of lockdown. If you're coming out of on like Sydney listeners, I know there's a few of you. How are you feeling about it all? And how, like we're going to get to a point now, like say by January, 2022, when like, the pandemic's not over, but like most, if most, most people are vaccinated, we should be okay. Right. And we won't have to do lockdowns anymore. So it's now getting to a point, which is crazy to think about where we can be, where we can reflect on the last two years and be like, okay, so those two years are kind of like a part of our life where we missed out. Like we did kind of miss out on a lot of life. And there was a period in Melbourne where 
I think November 1st or November 8th or something through to like March or April this year, no, June this year. So we did get six months of some kind of freedom, but cumulatively we've nearly spent a year in lockdown and we've kind of lost all that time and we, I'm really feeling it. Um, and it's made, it does make me a little bit sad because I'm trying to think about, yeah, like we're kind of mourning lost time and a lot of people I've spoken to are like, yeah, like I've mourned like my twenties and like my, you know, some people are like, oh, like I, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just a tough time for everyone. Um, I've been really lucky that I've worked the entire time throughout the pandemic. Like I've been really grateful for that. Um, but yeah, with nothing really breaking up the monotony of life at the moment, it's been really tricky. So again, like I'm just kind of reflecting on it. And in January, we're like, it does feel like it's gone so fast and so slow at the same time. Like maybe because I've moved houses three times, like I've lived in, I've actually lived in four different places. If you count like the few weeks this year I spent back at mum and dad's, I've lived in four different places over the last year. And also two out of three years of this podcast have been during the pandemic. Like it just feels like from the end of 2019, when the world was just how it was to the end of 2021, right? That's like a three year, 2019 to 2022 is three years. And like, yeah, like I don't even, I just don't even remember what, what life was before, before this. It's, it's getting crazy. I didn't really intend to talk about this, but I am like, I do feel a bit emotional. I feel restless. I feel like confused and anxious and, and, and all of those feelings and just trying to figure out what does my life look like on the other side of this? Cause everything's going to change again and it's going to be so strange and weird. It's going to be like a new world. Um, and I'm always thinking what my life looks like on the other side of it. But um, yeah, I guess I just have to, you know, take the leap and be brave. I I want to talk about a few things still. So, you know, there's probably still another 20 minutes worth on this podcast. So yeah, it won't be too short of an episode. Um, I thought it was finally time to address something. And I think the reason I was putting this off, oh, did I not put this? Oh no, I did. I did. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. Ignore me. I'm just trying to produce the show while I'm doing the show, which is tough. Um, what I'm trying to, what, I, what I've realized is <clears throat> in the very first episode of this podcast, the very first ever episode of 20th Century Boy, which came out in like, I think it may have been I could be wrong, but the date might have been the 30th of January, 2021. Uh, sorry, 30th of January, 2019. And um, I've said this a few times, a lot of, for whatever reason, <clears throat> and I don't know why, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, podcast apps for this podcast and some other podcasts, they only show the most recent 100 episodes. And now that we've probably done like 150 episodes, like, there's 50 episodes that you just can't listen to, right? And I don't know the reason behind that. Um, but I know if you go to Omni, which is where I host the podcast, you can find every episode. So if you do want to go back and listen to season one um, in full, you can. That being said, I've talked heaps on this podcast about how I cringe a lot at season one of the podcast. I should uh, read out a couple of um, listener things though, because a few people did have some really nice things to say about the first season of this podcast and how it was their favorite and how they thought it, well, I won't even, I'm not going to read out the message, but like, it was really charming. It had like, and it did have a certain charm to it, but you know, the podcast has changed a lot 
in the last two years, frankly, because I've changed a lot in the last two or three years, like the whole world has. And I think I've been avoiding doing this because I just never wanted to listen to the first episode of the pod again. And having to get this audio, get this audio from that podcast was painful because I had to hear parts of the first episode of this podcast in which I go back to me at age, I must've been 24 at the time or whatever, however old I was, yeah, 24, 23. And just like, look at how different I was and hear me talk. And I cringe, I cringe so hard. Um, But this has been something that I should have done a long time ago. It was meant to be in season one that I just never ended up doing, but today I'm going to do it. If you're a long time listener of the podcast and you've listened to every episode and you listen to the first episode, you may remember that I said this. If you hear me tell a story and you're like, oh, tell us more about that time your brother slid his leg open on your grandpa's license plate on his car and had to get rushed to hospital on Christmas Eve. Like if you want to hear, I'm not going to tell that story now, but if you want to hear that story, send me a message and I'll tell you. And it's a great story. It's it's great. Just hearing that I've cringed so much. Like why was, why am I talking like that? What the hell, Mike? You fucking weirdo. Um, It is a great story though. Like this was a tease. This was an absolute tease. Like I had to tell this story, but I just haven't. Now, two years later, over two years, two and a half, nearly three years later, you're finally going to hear the story. And boy, oh boy, is it a crazy story, right? It is an absolutely insane story. And it doesn't, it goes in twists and turns. So let me take you back. 21 years. Let me take you back 21 years where little Mike in 1999, we're in 1999. The year is 1999. Some of you may not have even been born yet. The year is 1999. The date is December 24th, 1999. Let's, let's get a calendar up. Let's figure out what, what day of the week that was. Um, 2021, all the way back to 1999, December 24th. It was a Friday night. It was a Friday evening, the 24th of December, 1999. It's Christmas Eve and, uh, four boys, Mike, my brother, Dan, my cousins, Paul and Marcus are at my nonna's place in Ascot Vale, getting ready to go to Midnight Mass, we're a Catholic family, we're a family of strong Catholic values, we're going to Mass for Christmas. And, you know, Mass certainly isn't the uh, most exciting thing for uh, four young boys to do on Christmas Eve. We're ready for Santa to come in, right? We're, we're, search, we're looking in the sky to see if we can spot Santa. We're excited for presents, we're hyped up, right? Our ages span from me, the youngest, four years old. No, by this point, no, yeah, I would have been four years old to Paul, the oldest, who has been on this podcast before, who would have been eight years old. And while the parents are getting ready to take us to church, we are outside in the front yard. If you're in a, if you've grown up in Ascot Vale, you've probably walked past this very house. You, you probably have um, if you've grown up in that area. We're in the front yard. And you might notice if you have a car or if your parents have a car, you might notice that the license plates on the cars nowadays, they're all sealed within like a plastic 
barrier. That becomes important because in 1999, I, I think that that's mandatory, by the way. In 1999, old sedans, my grandfather's old sedan, I don't know what model, but his old sedan just had loose, like just had license plates, metal, like steel license plates as they are, uncovered, uncovered steel, just, you know, sharp steel. And four boys are in the dark playing Chasey, also known as Tag, Tiggy, you know the game. We're playing Chasey around the car and, you know, it's maybe 11.30 at night, getting ready to go to midnight mass when suddenly we hear a piercing, piercing scream and not the good kind of scream, (laughs) a scream of pain, a scream of intense pain, um, of a child experiencing intense pain. And we're like, what? What? And suddenly we see my brother hopping on one leg because what's happened is he has ran past the car with the unsealed license plate with the sharp metal and his knee has grazed through that metal and essentially been cut open across the knee. It's intense. We have no idea how to handle this. There's a lot of screaming, crying. My brother sits down to take a closer look at what's happening while screaming and crying, bends his knee forward, right, to take a look at it, which causes that gash to open up. And there's blood everywhere. I swear there's like flesh on the license plate. And this is the most, in this, it's ruined Christmas. Maybe this is why I hate Christmas because the word Christmas is synonymous with this event. Suddenly everyone's screaming. Paul, the oldest and most responsible cousin, goes inside and says, hey, uh, I think something's wrong with Daniel, knowing that, yes, there is. And my last memory, well, not my last memories, my last memories of that moment are the parents all run out, Daniel is screaming and crying, and he is taken away in my dad's car to the hospital to get emergency surgery on his leg. (laughs) It doesn't end there. Now, for whatever reason, we then are told, hey, um, okay, so Daniel's in hospital, but we're still going to go to mass. <laughs> so we're all like traumatized by what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced in this moment. And like, well, we'll go to mass. We'll pray. You know, we got to be at mass. It's Christmas. We're all okay. We're going to go to mass. So... One of the aunties takes us to mass while my parents are at the hospital with my brother. So it's me, my cousins, Paul and Marcus. And we're sitting in the pews in mass. And I remember just sort of standing there like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like pretty much that. And I'm just like, the you know, we're at church. Church stuff is happening. And maybe halfway through the church service, the mass, 12.30 at night, Christmas, you know, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. This is a, if you're not Catholic or Christian, this is a monumentous occasion in the Christian calendar. The birth of Christ is kind of the biggest moment. The birth and then I think he he came back to life after he died. I think those are the two big moments in the Christian calendar, right? 
No. He was born, he died, and he came back to life. Those are the three big moments. Christmas is when he was born. <laughs> I still retain all this Christian shit. Um, and then, so, halfway through the mass, my cousin Marcus, who was probably six years old at this point, because of the stress, the trauma, and the visual memory of seeing his cousin's leg split open and bleeding and fleshy and gross, he projectile vomits all over the area we're sitting. All over. Unstoppable vomit. And I'm, if you're watching the video version of this pod on YouTube, I'm just like watching this happen like, and I'm a four-year-old kid. I have no idea what to do. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. What the hell? <laughs> so, and there's only one adult with us. There's only one person like responsible for us and supervising us. So I, from memory, no, I think there must've been two adults because then basically we all, I think what happened was we, no, no. So this is what happened. There was one adult, one of our aunties was supervising us and she basically was like, okay, well, I, now I have to take these kids home because they're, co- they're all covered. Like he's vomited everywhere. They're covered in vomit. There's vomit all over the seats. Like every, it smells, it's gross. So she leaves the church, walks us all home, puts us to bed, and then walks back to the church with a mop <laughs> from home. So she's left all the vomit. She's just left there because she's had no choice. She walks back with a mop. Mind you, the mass is still taking place this whole time. Like the priest is probably like, in the name of the father and the son. And then she comes back to the vomit with a mop, mops up all of the vomit (laughs) off the seat. And then goes home. Anyway, we we all stayed at Nonna's that night. Santa Claus found us. Me and Daniel got Pokemon Stadium for Nintendo 64 for Christmas that year, so it kind of made it all worth it. (laughs) But also, (laughs) so basically the next morning we all wake up, we unwrap our presents, which have mysteriously arrived at Nonna's place, and Daniel comes through the door in the morning with his leg all plastered up and he's smiling and really happy. Everything's okay. But it is a story that regularly... uh, comes out at family events and, and and maybe I could get him to send a photo, but my brother still has the scar on his leg. Like it's a defining part of his body. It's a big fuck off scar. Like it is a huge scar and I love it. I think that's why I, maybe I've just unpacked some trauma around Christmas because that was just one of the most traumatic experiences that a four-year-old boy could ever had. Like your brother's leg gets cut open he gets driven streaming, t- screaming and crying to hospital, disappears for the night. Then you're, you're forced to still go to church and your cousin vomits everywhere and then you just have to go to bed. But then you get Pokemon Stadium on Nintendo 64, which is awesome. Anyway, it was a crazy year. 1999. If you were alive then, tell me what you were doing that year. What was your Christmas like? Because that was ours. But yeah, if you grew up in Ascot Vale, you've definitely heard that. You've you've definitely probably walked past my nonna's house where this all occurred in the front yard. Try to guess which one. 
<laughs> it's it's not far from where I live now. And um, yeah, it's not far from where I live now. Anyway, a couple more things before we wrap. So it might not actually be a short episode. Um, people really enjoyed that uh, I brought this segment back last week. So uh, we're doing it again. This is the shittest thing I've seen all week. Featuring me, Radio Mike, the guy from the podcast. Also, fuck you. I don't know. Just, that's a, this is another season one relic. And apparently in season one, I thought it was funny to end every um, segment intro with also fuck you, which was a, um, which is a reference to South Park, which um, I don't have a grab lined up, but if you know it, you know it. Uh, this week, and I'm going to go on a more, maybe more of a rant, rant. but uh, if you're from Australia, you may have seen there is currently a little saga unfolding uh, with Sam, Samantha, Sam Frost. Uh, if you're not sure who Sam Frost is, Sam Frost is a girl who is famous because she got rejected. No, I, I should be more sympathetic to her. Sam Frost uh, was a girl who was on a TV show called The Bachelor and she won The Bachelor. She was the woman that the guy, Blake, chose that year. Um, now, let's just play a little grab from the final episode. Uh, this is kind of what happened in Sam Frost's, uh, Sam Frost's season of The Bachelor. I should say this clip was ripped off other people reacting to it so you can hear people laughing. That's them reacting to it. But... Uh, here is uh, the what happened when Sam got chosen as the bachelorette, as the as the bachelor winner, I should say. I love you, Sam. I love you so much, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> I love everything about you. Everything about your life. Everything about who you are. I always want you by my side. I only have one final question for you. Will you marry me? hundred uh, percent. Okay, few things with this. Now, if you don't know the rest of the story, after the TV show happened and he proposed to her on the last episode, he immediately broke up with her to be with the person who came third. He regretted his choice despite saying that he loves her so much and uh, always wants her by her side. I think I couldn't find the clip, but I certain at one point he literally says to her I have never been more sure about anything in my life now if you say that you can never trust yourself again but the thing is with Sam another thing that I think is interesting about it is he says will you marry me and she responds to that with 100% (laughs) I love that I think we should start answering yes or no questions with a percentage value of how much you agree. So it's like, hey, do you want a Macca's for dinner tonight? Uh, 60%. <laughs> like, it makes, it makes no sense. Um, 100%. Yeah, 100% will marry you. Sure, man, 100%. I find that funny. Now, we're not here to talk about Sam Frost's journey on The Bachelor because after she was rejected and she kind of blew up, uh, she ended up being The Bachelorette. She got her own season. She had a, like, arc where she was able to, like, get even all the promos were about I had my heart broken I'm ready to find the one she found the one they broke up whatever now she's on home and away she's a main character on home and away which is a soap opera here in Australia and recently uh things have blown up for Sam Frost because she did a video on Instagram talking talking about how she's not vaccinated and she's not gonna get vaccinated and how she feels like 
people who aren't vaccinated are being divided and like, oh, you know, just really a really heartfelt call out. Like, hey, I'm I'm not vaccinated and, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like I want to be. And, you know, it's whatever, right? What I think about this is, can I please just put it out there that if you were ever on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise, if you were on any reality show, we don't give a fuck about any of your opinions. We really don't. If you are from The Bachelor, just shut the fuck up. We don't care. <laughs> like, you don't have to give us your opinions. I know you've got a lot of followers and you think you're really important, but you're not. Nobody cares about what you have to say. Just do it. Keep it offline. No one wants to hear from you. I'm the same, okay? No one should listen to this podcast and give a fuck about anything I'm saying. I'm not acting innocent here. Don't don't listen to any of my opinions. If you listen to my opinions, you'll end up like me, doing a podcast on a Tuesday afternoon from your Kensington share house. Actually, my life is is pretty good, but <laughs> don't don't listen to me. Don't if you listen to what I say, you'll end up like me. You don't want that. Okay? It's not that good. Don't don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone. Like the fact that Sam Frost from The Bachelor and Home and Away thinks that like I just yeah, it's just insane. Like and I guess like now me saying that kind of counters my next argument, but the thing that just I think is insane and like this being the shittest thing I've seen all week segment. What I just think is crazy about this this life we're living, this world we're living in, is like just how like like I understand that there'll be backlash to someone coming out and saying, hey, like I'm not vaccinated. I don't want to get vaccinated. I get that. And my opinion is, and again, whatever, like you should get vaccinated. It's safe. The data's in. It works. Get vaccinated. It's a good idea. You don't want to get COVID. It'll be worse. And but but my thing is just like how intense the backlash is in our society now. Like people are just so aggressively piling in on, piling on, piling on, piling on Sam. And I guess like, I can't really figure out where I sit on this because I think that, you know, nine times out of 10 cancel culture is really stupid. And a lot of this stuff I think is just so excessive. Like people are just, people are just so mean. Like people think if we pile on her and just aggressively talk about how privileged and and well off she is and how she shouldn't be making uh using her like inf- her influencer status for spreading misinformation and just like and and I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So should we but then people are just like so aggressively coming down on her. Um and I just I don't know what's wrong with society now where it's like I feel like it used to just be like if someone just had an opposing opinion to you, you kind of just like, you were like, okay, fuck that person. But it wasn't like we didn't have to like publicly shame everyone to oblivion if they did, if they did or said something that was considered wrong. 
Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm keen to hear what people think. Like, I'd love for people to email radiomikepod at gmail.com, radio.mic on Instagram, um, radiomike.com.au slash contact. Like, what are our thoughts on this? Because I kind of don't talk much about cancer culture, cause, but I'm like, does sh- it just, it genuinely does feel like there is so much anger toward her. Whereas I guess what where I'm sort of coming from is this idea of like, there are some people in Australia, in the world, in Melbourne, possibly even people who listen to this podcast um, that aren't going to get vaccinated. They've just made their mind up whether for, for whatever reason, maybe they're scared, maybe they're anxious. And like, my opinion, as I said, is that you should get vaccinated. But I don't think that being aggressive and angry towards people is going to make them be like, oh, I should get the vaccination if they've decided they're not. Like, I think that that's kind of how and where I'm, I'm coming towards this. I just think like, if someone's made their mind up, like they've made their mind up and whether you think it's the wrong choice and whether it like, yeah, I guess the argument is, well, it puts other people at danger if they're not vaccinated, which is true. So again, I don't know the right answer, but I just think so much of society now, but I, and I feel like it is turning a bit, but so much of society is calling out other people and people thinking this, like, especially Twitter. Twitter is just the most depressing place I've ever been. It's just people being upset. Twitter is like, I'm upset. Instagram is like, I'm hot and my life is awesome. Twitter is, I'm upset. This is the problem. And people do tweets like calling people out and get like 2000 likes on, on their tweets, for example. And they're like, wow, like, I am right. I am right. Look at all these people agreeing with me. I'm right. This is right. It is right for me to be angry and aggressively insulting people who disagree with me. That is the right thing. And people clearly agree with me. Look at all these retweets. Look at all these likes. But what I think people don't think about is you on Twitter, it seems like like people only follow the people that agree with them and are on the same side as them politically. And people, I don't know, people like to block people who have opposing or contrasting views. Like it seems like people post screenshots of them blocking people and it's like, block this person. And it's like, what kind of world are we living in where you block anyone who disagrees with you? I don't know, like maybe like maybe I'm wrong. I'm just really jilted than this. And I feel like there's a push now where people are more like, nah, we're, we're good. We're not going to like shame people. We're not going to count. Like, you know, people are flawed. Most rational people understand that people are flawed, that people aren't perfect. Um, and, you know, I'm not talking about people doing outright horrific things, you know, I, I think, but I think the, you know, for a while there, it was like, no, you've done one thing slightly wrong. You said this wrong or you did this wrong. So now you're here. You're here. You're in this camp and everyone else is on the good camp. And it just makes, it just, it baffles me. Like what people think Twitter is a reflection of society. So they, they're like, oh, everyone agrees with me because of all these likes. It's like, no, 2000 people liking your tweet isn't the world. There's a lot of people who have different opinions. Um, great example of this that I find really funny is the Egg Boy drama. There was this boy, Egg Boy, 
Will McConnell or whatever his name was, he was he became famous overnight for egging a like notoriously right wing and you know hate the word but problematic politician. He egged him, smashed an egg on his face, blew up, became famous, was lauded as a hero, and um you know good on him. And then <laughs> he was like the hero of the left for a while. Suddenly, when COVID started happening. Uh, he started posting a lot of, I think, questionable things about vaccinations and the pandemic and saying that he, I think he, he is an anti-vaxxer. Suddenly it's, it's, he's, 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 he's cold product. Like no one wants to, to, to like allow him as a hero anymore. Cause suddenly he doesn't have those opinions that fit being the hero of the left. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I always go back to this fantastic quote. I'm popping my headphones on because I'm going to play it. Fantastic quote from um, Barack Obama, who was president of the United States. Very clever, funny man, great speeches. And I love this little um, speech he did because it, I think it just rings so true to, excuse me, so true to like what our society is now. Um, I'll just play it for you. There is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Cause man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> that, that's not bringing about change. You know, it, it, if, if all you're doing is casting stones uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. And I think that's like, <laughs> I just think that's, that rings so true. Like, it's just like everyone now, it's like everyone's so scared of being cancelled that like, I feel like that's what it is. Like everyone is so scared of being cancelled that if an opportunity to shift the attention onto someone else and cancel someone else comes up, they're like, oh, I've got to call this person out because that keeps reflecting how perfect I am and I live by these standards and stuff and no one is going to cancel me if they've seen that I'm cancelling other people. No one's going to... Everyone's going to team up with me because I'm cancelling the bad people. There's nothing wrong with me and if someone does find something wrong with me, they won't. They'll defend it because I've been cancelling all the people they hate so they're on my team. Like... Just it it's just been annoying me lately. Maybe it's just because we're in lockdown. It just it just pisses me off. Anyway, guys, let's do this. The plug. It's 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 a crazy, crazy time. Like so, yeah. Sam Frost. No one cares what you think. Everyone else, shut the fuck up. Like if we all deleted Twitter, we'd be a happier people. Let's do the plug. Um. Check out the the freebie Patreon episode that's just below this on the feed, the Mike's episode two. I think you'll really like it. Consider donating to the Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike. Um, and I should tease ahead as well. On the Pat and Mike podcast, which is a Patreon podcast coming up, we're going to be doing a um, completely improvised Simpsons episode. So we're just, we, we've been doing Simpsons impressions and we're just going to improvise a whole episode. That's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So don't miss that. Um, 
Yeah, patreon.com slash radiomike, radiomike.com.au. Subscribe to the YouTube video. I've done a couple videos. I did a video on Squid Game and morality, summing up the entirety of um, how morality is examined in Squid Game. I do a bunch of pop culture videos on YouTube. I also put that up as an audio on this podcast feed if you just want the audio. And then I also did a video last night about um, me ranking all of the new characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So if you're into gaming or even if you're not and just want to know a little bit more about um, a really big video game franchise, maybe check that video out. All in all, just subscribe to the YouTube if you want the full podcasts and videos and that kind of thing. Uh, as well as that, radiomikepod at gmail.com. Get in touch, one 800 438 Call the phone number and uh, radio.mic on Instagram. Check out the TikTok. Pat puts a bunch of great clips up there. And... Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. My name's in Radio Mike. Get yourself a second Yahtzee. I'll see you next week. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.